on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Dominic Catronio. The worst series of the season at the worst possible time. The Brewers fall in 12 innings tonight, 4-3. to three. They lose 3 out of 4 to the Marlins. They are nearly mathematically eliminated. There is only one scenario, one scenario remaining. The Brewers win out and the Phillies lose out, which means all Philadelphia has to do is win one game. Doesn't matter if it's tomorrow, Tuesday, or Wednesday. They're in. Or all it takes is the Brewers to lose one game. It does not matter if Philly loses every game. If the Brewers lose one game, they will also be eliminated. You needed no fewer than three wins against these Marlins. You ended up with one. You had only seven hits in 12 innings. Seven hits in 12 innings. That's not an offense able to compete for a wild card, let alone a division title. It all came to a head. Yes, they had eight walks in this game. But walks don't help score runs. Two for 15 with runners in scoring position today. And five for 36. Five for 36 in the whole series with runners in scoring position. I'm Dominic Catronio. We bring in Vinny Rettino, former Milwaukee Brewer and Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst. Uh, there's no sugarcoating it at this point, Vin. The season's over, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a very, very small chance that they can get in. The way that they're playing, though, I I have no faith really in this club to win, to sweep a a decent um, Arizona Diamondbacks team. Just just the way that they're playing. I mean, they don't really belong in the playoffs. I'll just, I mean, the way, again, the way that they're playing, they showed flashes of being what they were. Last year, I mean, the first 50 games, they were well on their way. And then, obviously, the injury bug happened, um, and then they just got flat. But they showed flashes after that, a couple of series, you know, right after the All-Star break of being the team that they were last year. But all in all, they they really just don't – they're not a playoff team. I'll just say, I mean, they're just not a playoff team. By some miracle, if they sneak in, we'll see what happens. But um, they do need a miracle at this point. Just like you said, Dom, six things have to happen in order for them to get – into the playoffs, the Phillies have to lose three games. The Brewers have to win three games. Just hard to imagine that they get it at this point. I know you saw the photo, but I'll describe it for folks who didn't see it. Uh, the first shot coming out of the, uh, you know, for the postgame show on Valley Sports Wisconsin tonight was Willie Adamas alone at the end of the dugout just watching the field. He was the only one in the dugout. He had a tough day. Yes, he had a base hit to tie the game in the 11th inning. Uh, or sorry, in the 10th inning. But uh, he has been in a mega slump. The top third of the order has been in a mega slump. You can tell, you know, that's the first time we've really seen Willie be down, you know, be dejected for what's been going on right now. And it's finally breaking through out here to the public and not just in the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, what is he, four for 31, four for his last 31 at this point. And it's just, you know, Willie is a guy that really – since he was acquired by the Milwaukee Brewers last year, May 23rd, I believe the date was, I mean, he really has carried this team. I mean, not only the offense, but just that leader, that leadership presence that he has been able to offer, um, that will to win, 
just that grinder attitude that he wants to play every single day. Um, he wants to carry this team to the playoffs. He wants to lead the team to the playoffs. And that's, I think it probably hit him after the game that, hey, look, um, we're probably not going to get in. I think he's a guy that probably believes up until that last possible moment. He probably still believes. It's probably something in the back of his mind that still believes that they can get in. But they're going to need a whole lot of help at this point from the um, Houston Astros to knock off the, the Philadelphia Phillies. But, yeah, I mean, he's probably totally dejected because when you're a guy like that, I play with guys like that that, that just believed, and they were that talented, and they, they're just winners. You just see the way, the way that they go about their business. They're just winners. Once they realize, hey, look, it's it, very good chance that it's over, that is a lonely feeling for a player like that, and that's probably what Willie Adams is feeling right now. And also, Willie, he's been in the playoffs every year since 2019. And the Rays came so close in 2018 as well. But they made it in 2019. They survived the wild card game and lost in the ALDS in five games. Then they lost the World Series in 2020. Remember, Willie was the final out of the 2020 World Series. And then, of course, last year with uh, the Brewers. And he also made the postseason uh, losing in four games last year but we got a condensed show today we have more to come with Vinny Rettino more reaction we're going to get to some texts that are rolling in here as well 855-616-1620 the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line more to come on the home of the Brewers WTMJ this is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ Brewers fall in 12 innings, 4-3. to three. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dominic Catronio. A reminder, we do have a condensed show today, knowing that the Packers are on right now. And as soon as that game goes final, we kick it over to Green Bay game day post game with Homer and Gabe. So you can keep it right here on WTMJ. That game is all tied up 24-24 with just over five minutes to go in the fourth. But I'm Dominic Catronio. Vinny Rotino is still with us. We talked about the negativity and... We forget that Freddie Peralta pitched very well in this game. The bullpen gets a, a bit of bad credit, even though they pitched much better than it appeared for them. Only giving up four earned runs, two unearned runs in extra extra innings, of course, with being the placed runner. Uh, Topa allowed two runs, but granted, those both scored thanks to Taylor Rogers, but also Topa got smashed by a ball on his ankle. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for the Brewers and you know they weren't able to get the stopper in the middle of this inning. The middle relief continues to be a struggle for the Brewers. And the offense not scoring multiple runs a single time tonight. I mean, there's so many different directions that we can go in criticizing this loss. But like you said in the first segment, Vinny, this team's just not a playoff team. And it's been a, this game was a microcosm of the entire season. Not being able to get the big hit, not getting a lot of offense, pitching great and making it look worse than it actually was, and only scoring, I mean, with all due respect to the Marlins, with all due respect to Don Mattingly, with all due respect to Mel Stoudemire Jr., only scoring seven runs in a four-game series against Miami Marlins is absolutely positively unacceptable. So, yeah, I just, I just ran the numbers here. In the last four games played, I, I, I compared what the Brewers did with runners in scoring position to the rest of the league. They were 28th in the rest of the league. I know it's a very, very small sample size. But they, were, they had five hits with runners in scoring position in 50 play appearances, 36 at-bats, 5 for 36. That's for a 139 batting average. Only the Orioles and the Colorado Rockies were worse. Um, you know, zero home runs with runners in scoring position. I mean, 14 punch-outs with runners in scoring position in 36 at-bats. Um, that leads the league in the last four games. The, the worst time for them, for their bats, to completely go cold to get that big clutch hit 
you know, it happened in these last four games. I mean, the, the Marlins are a team that can be beat, should be beat, um, and, and the Brewers got – they should have been swept. The Brewers really should have been swept the way how cold their bats were. The, the one game that they won, they, they beat uh, the Marlins 1-0 against the Cy Young, right, against uh, Sandy Alcantara. So you thought that they were going to kind of use that game as, as kind of motivation and for a momentum build. And it just didn't happen. They just, again, just unfortunate. <laughs> Very disappointing. That's the only word I can think of. It's just you watch this game, you see that they couldn't get that runner home from third base, less than two outs in extra, in extra innings. And it's just it's so disappointing and demoralizing. The Luis Arias strikeout against Brazoban was just absolutely huge. Um, just and then the, the Mike Brasso strikeout as well. Um, Hitting is hard. Hitting is very hard. It's just again disappointing. I'm not. I'm not throwing those two under the bus. Both those guys have been good players, especially Brasso this year. So uh, it's just again just very disappointing how it all ended up. Uh, I want to since we are in a condensed show. I do want to read these numbers to you. Then I'll let you go with the rest of your day here, Vin. Uh, top third of the order. Here's Christian Yelich, three for his last 41. That's an 0.73 batting average. Willie Adamas, seven for his last 46. That's a 152 batting average. Rowdy Telez, eight for his last 55. That's a 145 batting average. That's uh, that's the reason why you're losing games. That these top three guys have all gone cold at the same time. Do you see anything from them? Do you see uh, a flaw? Is it an approach? Is it an attack? Why is the top third of the order ice cold when the games need the most? Rowdy Telez has just been missing pitches for whatever reason. He's He's got that shorter, steeper swing, and so at times it kind of just, you know, the ball will slide off the barrel a little bit. That happens when you're pressing, right? So it snowballs on you, and it just, you know, you just find yourself just missing pitches over and over and over, and then again with the playoff race, um, being as you know where it's at, it's like you you press just a little bit. Willie Adams certainly pressing. Um, Yelly, you know, I think just you know, it just depends on where his timing is from from series to series, where he's going to be at with his swing and, and whether or not he's going to be barreling balls up. That so, yeah, I, I don't think it's. I it, honestly, what you just read off is kind of a microcosm of of the season of um, you know, kind of all going cold at once and then you'll see them the next series really get hot all at once or two of the three guys get hot all at once. It's just, it's just a little too inconsistent. This offense, again, is just a little too inconsistent, probably a lot too inconsistent, really, to make, to make a run into, uh, into October. And I, I don't want to just sit here and, you know, bash everybody everywhere all at once. The thing is, though, I, I don't know how the front office watches this series and you see what's happened since the trade deadline. And I will, I will go to bat for David Stearns and Matt Arnold that they were left at the altar on a couple of deals trying to get a hitter. They came close, but it didn't happen. But watching this past week, heading into this offseason and the winter meetings in December, if the Brewers do not acquire a bat, or if they don't do something that is clearly a win-now move, while they have Burns and Woodruff, because that's a conversation for the offseason about the fact that, look, you got to extend one of those guys. If you let both of them walk, that's going to be really tough to sell to these amazing fans that came out here today. Something has to happen. You're going to lose Colton Wong. You're going to lose Andrew McCutcheon. You're going to lose. Uh, you're probably going to have to figure out what you're doing at 
third base, you're going to have to figure out what you're doing in center field. You obviously have Yelich and Renfro back. You have Adamas back. You have Carantini back, but you're going to lose Narvaez as well. But something has to happen offensively to give a spark for this team. Yeah, I think, Dom, at the end of the day, I think there's going to be a very different-looking team out there on the position player group. I don't know. I've not heard anything. I don't have any rumors for you on that on that front. Um, I just That's just a gut feel because I do think that Stearns and Arnold are probably not going to, you know, stand for is the wrong is the wrong phrase to say, but you know, stand for what happened on offense this year. I mean, really going to try and get something different out there. Maybe just go young guys. Maybe go young, hungry players that you know really want to you know have a quality at bat, and, and then sprinkle in some guys. Obviously, like you know, you know, Rowdy Telez and Hunter Renfro, who also have quality at bats from time, you know for the majority of the time, but they, they can go cold. Um, I don't know. I, I think maybe a bunch of young guys you could see in this lineup up and down, um, and then some of the veterans mixed in, um, and then and then go ahead and supplement some of the some of the arms in the bullpen, like you said, Don, with the middle relief. Um, but the starting pitching is still intact. You still have Devin Williams. Uh, but I do think that this team is going to look quite a bit different on the offensive side. I don't. Again, I don't know what it's going to look like, but it, it'll it'll probably look different. This is going to be a very important offseason. That's going to be fast approaching now for the Brewers. They have to win out. The Phillies have to lose out for the Brewers to make the postseason. And even then, you don't feel confident about the Brewers making any noise in St. Louis for a three-game wildcard series. Vinny Rettino, Valley Sports Wisconsin analyst and former Milwaukee Brewer. Thanks for your time, my friend. And, uh, well, here comes the, the final series of the year. It's here before we know it. Sounds good, Dom. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Vinny Rettino joining us on the show. They're approaching the two-minute warning in Green Bay. Remember, we've got Green Bay game day postgame coming up as soon as that game goes final. Stay with us on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Four to three, the final tonight, or today. I mean, it felt like tonight. Sun is setting here at American Family Field. 4-3, 4-3, 12 innings, 7 hits for the Brewers. 7! 2 for 15 with runners in scoring position. Just can't win games doing that. The Brewers go 5 for 36 with runners in scoring position in the series. That's what they've been all season long. That's a 139 batting average here against the Marlins. A few texts here, 855-616-1620. We are a team who can't hit. Another game leaving 12 men on base. A fly ball to deep outfield anywhere could have done the job. I really don't believe we've improved our hitting this year with two batting coaches. Yikes, look. Two batting coaches thing, that was a topic in last night's show. Every single team has multiple batting coaches. That's, it's just the fact that the Brewers replaced two of them is what people were so surprised about. But every single team has two batting coaches. Next, Doug. Even though Willie Adamas looks emotionally and physically drained, he's still got a clutch hit to keep them in it. This guy has carried them all summer. So there's no one to blame. There's no blame to him because of his slump. Other guys, yes. This guy is a winner. They are done. The misery will end soon. I agree, Doug, about the misery part. And yes, Willie has bought himself some time, you know, with how great he was playing in August, uh, you know, in August and in September uh, to, you know, keep this team feeling like they were in it. And now they're obviously uh, out of it. Taking an eye on uh, Green Bay. It looks like they have a score, but it's going to review. Who knows? I never know what it catches anymore in the NFL, but again, keep it here for Green Bay game day. I understand uh, Vinny had to call back, and I, I think I know where this is going. Vinny wanted yeah. to hop back on here, and I, I know where this is going. It's not about me, yeah. Vin. 
I had to call back because, Dom, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, brother. I forgot to Yeah, and look how the Brewers treated me, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Vinny. I appreciate you. you have a better rest of your birthday than after watching that game. But, yeah, man, happy birthday. You do a great job on here. I know everybody that listens in thinks so, too. So, great job. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. You know, the the Brewers – Look, I'm blessed to do what I do and get to talk about baseball on a nightly basis with smart guys like you, Vince, smart guys like Craig Sean and Augie. So uh, I'm very lucky to be able to watch baseball on a daily basis and for some reason get paid for it. I can't believe I'm stealing from these guys. It's amazing. Uh, okay, so it's not a touchdown for the Packers. It's an incomplete pass. Now we're seeing breaking news across the wire uh, that Adam Rittenberg is reporting that Paul Christ is out as Wisconsin's head coach. And uh, Jim Leonard will be the new interim coach announcement coming shortly. So it's been a heck of a weekend here in Wisconsin, y'all. Uh, the Packers are punting, heading into the two-minute warning. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This has been chaos. Absolute chaos these last few minutes. Heck of a day to turn 28. What a day. Uh, we got more to come. We're going to get some highlights in. Again, a condensed show. We're going until the Packers finish. So stay with us on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. The Brewers fell 4-3, and that doesn't even begin to try to describe what went down in this game. It was all later in the contest. Freddie Peralta started the game. He's been giving the Brewers as much as he can coming off the injured list, and he pitched great. He goes four scoreless innings, only allowing two hits. He struck out four. He did his job. On the other side, Pablo Lopez in his final start of 2022 was terrific. Seven shutout innings. He only allowed two hits. He had three walks, but he also struck out seven Brewers in dominant fashion. This game was 2-0 heading to the eighth inning as the Marlins got two runs on the board in the seventh off of the Brewers' bullpen, including uh, Justin Topa and Taylor Rogers. So the Brewers had their backs up against the wall. We pick things up in the bottom of the eighth inning. Again, down 2-0. The Brewers go to their pinch hitters. They go to the bench with the lefty coming on the mound. Luis Urias leads off the inning with a single up the middle. Then Tyrone Taylor finally getting some energy into the ballpark. And the pitch. Swing a liner to right, and he's going to get over the head of Avi Garcia and bouncing into the Miami bullpen on a rocket that Garcia never caught up to. It was a heck of a swing. You could hear the crowd finally into it. A ground rule double put second and third and nobody out. But you know how this ends. The Brewers aren't able to capitalize completely. They only get one run thanks to Christian Yelich. From the stretch for Yelich. Swing and a bouncer. Hit to first. They'll get a run with Urias scoring. So they get on the board. They're trailing 2-1 to one now through eight innings. Now their backs are really against the wall in the ninth inning. First man, Roddy Telez, he flies out. Next up, Hunter Renfro. He rips a double down the right field line. It's up to Colton Wong now with a man on second and one out to finally get that hit with a runner in scoring position. Dylan Floral for Colton Wong. Base hit to left. Hunter Renfro is going to try to score the throw coming on way off target. Colton Wong goes second that ties the game thanks to Colton Wong and that is our ring the bell moment for Colton Wong look the Brewers didn't hit a home run in this game but it didn't matter Colton Wong 
made sure this game was still alive for the Buruku crew. He rings the bell with the go ahead with the game tying RBI. And don't forget, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate today at samilwaukee.org. The Brewers unable to capitalize with him on second base. Luis Urias later in the frame ended up grounding into an inning-ending double play uh, to end that frame. Skipping that, moving on now to extra innings. In the top of the 10th inning, Brett Suter comes on. He allows the place runner to score, but that was it. So when you leave the, only the place runner scoring, you always have a chance. The Brewers trying to fight back in the bottom of the 10th inning. Some clutch offense from one, the only, Willie Adamas. 1-0 pitch. Adamas, a line drive down the left field line. This is going to drop in there for a base hit. Taylor will jog home. Yelich stops at second. Willie Adamas comes through with an RBI single, and we're tied at three. That came with two outs as well after the Brewers had already used a sacrifice bunt in the inning and had an out at the plate. It was a chaotic tenth. Both teams trade zeros in the 11th, though. They had the Brewers had runners on the, or rather, the bases loaded in the 11th inning with only one out and failed to score with Urias and Taylor. In the 12th, things are getting tight. Miguel Rojas with two outs and two strikes pokes a single through the right side to give the Marlins a lead again with the placed runner. But hey, you've got the winning run at the play in the bottom half of the inning. It's not over yet, right? First batter, Caratini, strikes out swinging. Swinging. Yelich draws a walk. So now you've got first and second for Willie Adamas with one out. He just missed it, gives it a ride to left center, a fly out for the second out. Now, it's all up to Keston Hero. From the stretch, he's coming back, swinging a mess, struck him out on a low inside breaking ball. And Miami, in 12 innings, wins the finale. Bob Uecker on the call, and that's how it sounded. 12 inning defeat. Miami wins the series three games out of four. And the Brewers are virtually, not quite yet, but virtually eliminated from postseason contention. More to come here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Yep, tough one tonight. Hotel California is perfectly fitting. You can check it any like, anytime you'd like, but you can never leave. Life of being a Brewers fan these days, right? It's tough to it's tough when your team's losing, right? You feel like you're against the world, trying to convince, no, no, they're not that bad, but right now, it's really hard to sell the product that is the Brewers. You're getting ready for 2023 already. Three games to go. The Brewers need to win out. The Phillies need to lose out. That's the only way the Brewers get into postseason. Otherwise, the streak ends at four consecutive postseasons for the best run of success in franchise history. They're one game away from the World Series in 2018. You know this, but they haven't won a series since then. Looking at the uh, Packer game, they will be going to overtime, by the way. So, a reminder, keep it right here on WTMJ. As soon as that game goes final, we've got Green Bay game day post game coming up with Gabe and Homer. So, they are going to overtime at Lambeau. So, you got a little more time here on Brewers Extra Innings until that game goes final. In the meantime, we're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council had his thoughts after a tough loss, a couple of questions about the lineup, a couple of questions about the bullpen, and what's to make of the playoff race. Let's hear from the man in charge, Craig Council. Runs, uh, absolutely. Um, because we pitched pretty darn good. Um, but I don't know what the tail, eight runs I think was. Is that right? Eight runs in four games. So that's 
that's not going to lead to you know a, a winning series necessarily and um and today we just, you know, we Lopez was really good, and we, we didn't get much going against Lopez. But uh, in, in from the eighth inning on, we, you know, with obviously the extra inning rule helps, but we created a lot of opportunities and just were missing uh, missing a hit. Considering the circumstances, are you? What are your thoughts on the approach? Uh, are you pleased with with just the general approach at the plate in the series? I mean. You know, we didn't get hits. That's something around baseball, Craig. You know, the situational stuff, the punching a runner in, you know, putting the ball in the air when you need to. Do, do you think this is just where baseball is right now, or do you think? I think we're going to complain about that for the rest of baseball history. Um, it's 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 you know when you when you don't get runs in when you lose a game, there's there's a good chance that that was involved. Um, you know, and I, I think that's been going on for for all of baseball. Craig, how much of it, too, is just like the guys at the top of the order that are struggling right now, you know, Yelly and Willie and Rowdy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that always, you know, there's, those guys are hitting at the top of the order for a reason. Um, absolutely. And um, yeah, that, so that's, I, th- I think anytime you're not getting, you know, those are your guys that generally drive the offensive machine for sure. So they, they didn't, you know, they didn't, um, do much this series, so that's that's a big reason why we didn't score a lot of runs. Yeah, you still have a chance mathematically. Uh, where's the pitching at as you go in? After yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, today was today. It, it, it took a. It's going to take its toll for sure. Um, we'll have to regroup and um, figure out what's you know what's what's going on tomorrow. I mean, there was a. Uh, you know, a bunch of guys. The guys are willing to do things for sure. I mean, we sent Eric Lauer down to the bullpen, um, and um, you know, there's. You know, I was hoping to stay away from Trevor Gott today for sure, but uh, you know, he, he went and pitched, and and he pitched well. He pitched very well. Um, so, you know, we're still in it, and for that reason, I think guys. You know, we're we're gonna, you know, ask guys to to keep pushing hard. But you said you're still in it, um, and, and it's been pretty steady. And you know, you guys all saying you're in a position to get in by by winning games. But now with your backs, you know, fully against the wall, what's just what, what's your outlook on on where you guys are at? Well, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. The math is pretty simple. Um, but we we can only take care of us, and so it's about we, we've got to try to come out and win a game tomorrow. That's that's what we can control, um, and, and so that's the mission tomorrow. Greg, do you take any issue with a shortening a game that has an implication on you, or is it does that fall in the category of can't do anything about it? I don't, I don't even know what happened. What happened? The other, the, the Phillies game was range shortened. I, I don't know any of the circumstances there. It's tough for me to comment. Yeah, I mean, you can't go begging at this point in the season for two more innings when the other team's up eight to one. Craig knows the deal. Brewers are disappointed, they're frustrated, their fans are disappointed and frustrated, their front office is disappointed and frustrated. This is a collective feeling. I want a lot of fans to understand that this, uh, Andrew and Kutch had a great quote from the clubhouse earlier tonight. Uh, this was uh, from Adam McAlvey on Twitter. He tweeted the video, but I'm just going to read the quote from uh, McAlvey talking to uh, Andrew McCutcheon in this one, or I beg your pardon, it was from Kurt Hogue as... 
uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt talking to McCutcheon said this. If you're uh, frustrated at home, imagine how we're feeling in the clubhouse. If you're a fan, it's frustrating, so you can imagine how frustrating it is for the players on the team. It's true. Brent Suter also called it gut-punchy. The Brewers clubhouse took this one hard. Just like you did. Just like I did. Just like everyone that has been a blue and gold fan forever. You're watching it end. You're watching a postseason streak end where you'll be able to say, yeah, can you you believe it? The Brewers have made it to four straight postseasons. It's a heck of a ride. All good things come to an end. But it's just one year. Okay, it's just one bad year. There's no reason to panic. They do need improvements. I'm not saying they're perfect by any stretch of the imagination. They do need improvements. But the core is back as of now, heading into next season, unless you get really creative with your pitching staff. Burns is set to be back. Woodruff is set to be back. Williams is set to be back. A lot of the key leverage pieces are set to be back. Cousins, Milner, probably going to re-sign Gott, Streslecki, Topa. Matt Bush, I know a lot of folks are a little wary on that one, but I think, I mean, he's got two years of control left. They're not giving up on him anytime soon. You got Freddie Peralta on a team-friendly deal, Aaron Ashby on a team-friendly deal, Lauer hoping to bounce back. Lauer had a great year as far as, you know, staying relatively healthy for most of the season. It was great to see this team, you know, when they were on, it was exactly what you thought they were supposed to be. The 50-game start, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And the Brewers are going to be you know, under 500 uh, potentially here in the month of September slash October, which is not something anybody expected when saying, hey, it's Craigtober coming around the corner. When you include now, the Brewers are 15 and 15 in September and October. So they need to win the series against the Diamondbacks in order to make sure they remain above 500 for the final month of the season. But in the second half, they're just 34 and 32. That's not going to make many postseason runs. It is what it is. Again, we are going until the end of the Packer game. They are in overtime right now. Packers got the ball first in overtime, but just went three and out. So they're about to punt the ball back to the New England Patriots. It's 24-24, 8-26 to go in overtime. We're going to send it to a break. More to come here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Overtime rolling on in Green Bay. Looks like the Packers are going to get the ball back after they had to punt to the Patriots. They go three and out. Wow, chaos. We'll be with you until that game ends. Brewers fall tonight 4-3 to three in 12 innings. There's only so many ways you can talk about the most disappointing loss of the season, right? The Brewers are virtually eliminated. The Phillies won earlier today, which means the Brewers must win out and the Phillies must lose out in order for the crew to make the postseason. And judging by my Twitter account and the folks that are in my mentions right now in the text line, I don't think anybody wants to get into the postseason from what they saw in this series against the Marlins. It's a tough one. Real tough one to swallow tonight for the Brew Crew. When you look ahead, the Diamondbacks come into town. You're going to see two of their aces, Zach Allen on Tuesday and Merrill Kelly on Wednesday. So it wasn't going to be easy against those guys, even if you needed to win two out of three. Zach Allen and Kelly both had seven shutout innings when the Brewers last saw the Diamondbacks in Arizona at the start of September. And all it takes is one loss, and the Brewers are officially eliminated. One win, and the Phillies are officially in for them. 
The magic number is one. And the Padres, with the Brewers' loss, officially get into the postseason. And they actually had a celebration on the field when this game went final. So that stings of watching the team you made a trade with, with the Josh Tater trade, of course, that they get in. You made the trade with you in first place, and now you're going to be the ones on the outside looking in. Just a tough one to swallow. Aaron Rodgers trying to do a game-winning drive, and don't worry, Gabe and Homer will have all the coverage coming up as soon as the game ends. It can be a field goal or it can be a touchdown at this point. Both teams have had the ball in overtime. There's six minutes to go. Second and eight upcoming for the Packers. Again, once that game goes final, keep it right here as we'll send it over to Green Bay game day postgame. This is our last break, then we'll hang out until the end of the Packer game. Let's sit and hang out together. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Okay. Exhale. Got a couple of good texts here uh, on the text line. Just a reminder, we kick it to Packers as soon as that game goes final. So they are approaching field goal range right now. Other Packers in overtime. There's only three minutes to go. They're near the first down. So as soon as that game goes final, we're going to kick it to the final break. And then on the other side, it'll be Gabe and Homer. So just keep that in mind. Stay, stay with me. Dawn texting in, joking that I'm only 28. No wonder I appreciate it's your only one year we lose optimism. I'm 59, have lived through 30 more, 31 more years than you. We won't keep or pay our best players. It's going to be predictable and not fun. Lifelong fan, it's really hard. Here's what I say, Don. I grew up an Oakland A's fan. Trust me, I get it. All right, the small market blues. Oh, we can't pay this guy. Got to trade this guy. I get it. Yes, I haven't seen it as long, but I will say this, and I know he hasn't been performing, but you got to put yourself back in 2020. The Brewers finally did the thing, right? They did the thing. They signed the superstar to an extension. And in 2020, you would have said he absolutely deserved it in Christian Yelich. $26 million a year. Some analysts thought that was a steal for eight years. The Brewers finally did the darn thing, right? Everyone was in a great mood. Like, oh, my goodness. They, lo- they did it. They did the thing. And now it's the very thing that's, in a way, holding them back. When you see big deals like that backfire for a small market team, it's catastrophic at times by the end of the deal. It pigeonholes the entire roster of what you can do. Now it makes you put in this point of like, ah, do you, do you extend one? Do you extend both? Are you able to do a mega deal to Burns or Woodruff? And if Mark Adonacio, the principal owner of the Brewers, says that the Josh Hader deal was not a cost-cutting move, then why do they trade him conveniently before his final year of arbitration when he would be most expensive? That's the thing, man. I know, Don, you're, you're sick of hearing that. And I agree. That's not fair to the fans when you say it's not a cost-cutting move when it so clearly is. So the Brewers are going to have some really big decisions coming up these next two years, and especially this offseason with their offense. It's going to be a very, very weird week here at American Family Field. The Brewers are really in a death march right now, quite frankly, because they need to win all three. But even if they win all three, all the Phillies got to do is win one, and they get in. Coverage tomorrow will begin at 6.05. It's a 6.40 first pitch. Tonight, or rather tomorrow and on Tuesday against the Diamondbacks. Then an odd start on Wednesday. It's a 310 start on Wednesday. Our coverage will begin at 235 on Wednesday because remember, in Major League Baseball on the last day of the season, 
everybody plays at the same time. The Brewers fall 4-3 to three tonight in extra innings. They go 2-15 for 15 with runners in scoring position. 2-15. for 15. Just not going to last, man. It's just not a sustainable style of offense. A quick update on Packers and Patriots. They're inside the two-minute warning of overtime. They are in field goal range. They're just running the clock down now. Third down, under two minutes to go. They are well in field goal range for Mason Crosby. So things are, are looking up right now for the Pack to get another victory. This is uh, not all is lost in Wisconsin sports this weekend, right? News are coming across the wire that reportedly Paul Christ has been fired as the head coach of Wisconsin Badger football after a 2-3 and three start and 0-2 in Big Ten play. The Packers are trying to save the weekend after the Brewers drop three out of four to the Marlins. But hey, the Bucks are right around the corner. You can catch the Bucks right here as well on WTMJ. They get a first down now as well on third down, so they are well inside the red zone. This one is just about finished at Lambeau. All that's left really to do is kick the field goal for Green Bay. And again, we're going to kick it to a break as soon as that game goes final. And then on the other side, it'll be Gabe and Homer ready for Green Bay game day postgame coming up here on 620 WTMJ. Again, tomorrow, 6.05 coverage begins. Diamondbacks, Tommy Henry, a left-handed starter against Brandon Woodruff in what will be his last start of the season. The Brewers have not officially stated that Eric Lauer and Corbin Burns will go on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, I would imagine Corbin Burns is still going to start trying to make sure he gets the strikeout title and gets over 200 innings pitched like he wished. But maybe they uh, change things up given uh, the fact that the games might not matter anymore. Maybe they save an arm, save a day for Corbin Burns since he's not going to win the Cy Young. It all is going to come down to what Corbin wants to do. Brewers fall 4-3. to three. It's a tough one to swallow, and it's a tough one for my birthday, man. It's only Now that two years I've lived here, they're 0-2 on my birthday, man. I kind of feel bad. It's kind of my fault. But at the end of the day, hasn't gone their way. It's been a weird year. They didn't perform. That's all it is. It's not bad luck. It's not, at this point, it's not injuries, especially with the offense. It's just didn't perform. And that's all it is. There's frustrations in the clubhouse. There's frustrations all over this ballpark. But nonetheless, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. We're going to go watch a baseball game. Only three more to go here at American Family Field. And then we'll watch the winter roll in, watch the Packers, walk, watch the Bucks, watch whatever's left of the Badgers season. And then spring will come back in February, at least in Arizona, that is. And we're ready for the, uh, the long grind once again. That's it for Brewers Extra Innings tonight. Packers lining up for the last field goal of the game. First, Mason Crosby is getting iced, though. It's 24-24, four seconds left in overtime. Packers going to save the weekend. As soon as the kick's in the air, I'm going to kick it to our last break. So that way, on the other side, we can talk all about the Packers. They're trying to defeat the Patriots. First time the Patriots were here since 2014, believe it or not. I found that kind of odd. But nonetheless, Packers trying to keep pace. The Vikings already winning today in London, which is a sentence I never thought I'd say, that they're tied now in the NFC North. As, so as soon as this kick goes in, of course. So Crosby's lining it up now. 31-yard attempt to win the game for the Packers. Trying to make sure Wisconsin puts a smile on their face to end the weekend, and it's right down the middle. 
That's it for Brewers Extra Innings. On the other side, it'll be reaction to the Packers' victory over the Patriots. I'm Dominic Catronio. Thank you for listening. For Evan Wittalison back in our studio. Until next time, keep on swinging.